What's up, guys? Welcome to No Regard, the number one basketball podcast in the world, because we say so. Today, we got a great show planned for you. Uh, we're going to start off with Kawhi Leonard. Where is he going? And then we're going to go into um, where Kemba Walker might end up. Lakers, Clippers, who would be a better fit? We'll get into that. And then we're going to give our Bucks versus Hawks series predictions. Right now, the Bucks are up 3-2 to two with a chance to eliminate tomorrow night at the time of filming this. And then we're going to do some trivia after that, see what happens with that. And um, But to start off, um, let's start off with some NBA news. Why don't we, huh, Army? Let's do it. Army, how you doing today? My day's been pretty good. Um, I have a little bit of a cold, maybe a fever, maybe uh, the Delta variation of COVID-19. I hope not. But who knows? Let's not joke about that. Okay, so Army. Armin uh, um, Andres reports that Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, however you want to say it, I say it both ways, is looking to sign a $100 million to $120 million contract. <laughs> w- what do you think about that? So I'm just going to say a stat line, okay? And you tell me if this is an 100 to $120 million stat line, right? Yeah, let's hear it. Zero points. Zero blocks, zero steals, one assist, four rebounds. That was a series high, four rebounds. Damn, four rebounds. That is impressive. 0 for 9 from the field. That is the game five performance by Dennis Schroeder against the Phoenix Suns. No, he does not deserve $120 million. Maybe if the Shanghai Sharks decide to pay him, (laughs) that's a different story. (laughs) But I highly doubt it. Well, look. Uh, it, it's really popular to be dogging on Schroeder right now because of that Game 5 performance that he had. And Andy played poorly in Game 4 as well. He only had 8 points. But if you look at the rest of the series, Schroeder, Schroeder I'm, not, I'm not saying that he should be paid $100 million or $120 million, but Schroeder played well the rest of the series uh, besides Game, uh, besides game uh, uh, 4 and 5. Game six, even though they lost, he had 20 points. Game two, he had 24 points. Game three, 20 points. He he did his job in those three, sk- three games. Game one, 14, a little slacking. But um, I, that's the thing about Dennis. He's a little inconsistent. Um, and so I, I totally agree. He doesn't deserve that huge of a contract that he uh, thinks that he deserves to get. And I understand why people are dogging on him on social media because he played like garbage in game five um, and or game four and game five. Um, but that's that's just funny to me because everybody is dogging on him right now. It, it's just it's just really funny to me. But, you know, even in game six, they lost the game, obviously, but the Lakers continued to have hope throughout that game. They still made plays to chip away at the lead even though they didn't end up catching the Suns in at the end of the game six Schroeder was a big part of that defensive energy he brought energy to the game on the Lakers side of the ball and um I I liked what he did I mean I wouldn't re-sign him for that amount of money but if I'm the Lakers I would like to re-sign him definitely not for that much I don't I don't know how much I would give him um, but <laughs> definitely not a hundred million. He's not like he's not your he's not a like top point guard in the league. 
So that's why he doesn't deserve that kind of money. Even earlier in the season when he was asking, no, 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 when he declined a four-year $84 million contract, he got dogged on. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm sure he saw that on social media. What made him think <laughs> he had the right to ask for an 100 to $120 million contract? I'm not trying to say Dennis Schroeder is bad at basketball because Dennis Schroeder is a very talented, I like his quick, game. nitty fighter of a basketball player. Yeah. But if you want to win a championship in a game five against the Phoenix Suns, who were the second seed in the West, why are you going to not even draw a foul, not even shoot a free throw, you know? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be our third best scorer. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my answer. No. No. No no huge contract for Jen- Dennis Schroeder. I think the whole basketball world would agree on that. Next piece of news, the Knicks want to trade for a star a star guard, according to Christian Winfield. Uh, their top candidates are Damian Lillard, Lonzo Ball, and Colin Sexton. How do you think the Nick, how, how do you think the Knicks should go about that? So if I were to target a singular option out of those three, it would be Lonzo Ball because really? Lonzo Ball, yeah, for sure. Lonzo Ball is a fast-paced player, can make plays for you, not an amazing score, but can score the basketball, and damn, he can he can defend, you know, mm-hmm. full court. And he's long for a point guard, six five, six six. So uh, Lonzo Ball would be my choice. You would probably think Colin Sexton, but Colin Sexton. Gave you 24 a game on the Cavaliers. It was like his basketball team. You know, Cavaliers aren't like set like the Knicks. The Knicks are a organized basketball team that does well through plays, does well through fighting. And Colin, Sexter, Colin Sexton is uh, not that guy, I don't think. <laughs> You're not that guy. <laughs> not that guy, pal. Um, well, here's my thing. I like Lonzo on the Knicks. I like that fit. And I like what Lonzo's been doing. People call him a bust. But he's been... He's been getting better every year that he plays. First year, he only averaged um, 10 a game. and But this year, he averaged 15 a game. Um, and he used to not be able to shoot. He's improved that. He, he shoots what? He shoots um, 38% from three. That's really good. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't love Lonzo as a player. So if I'm the Knicks, though... I don't think Damian Lillard's a real possibility, so that's why I'm not even discussing him. Um, but if I'm the Knicks, I actually really like the Colin Sexton fit. I know you said he kind of puts up empty stats in Cleveland, which I understand because they're not really winning anything. But the reason I like the Colin Sexton fit is because when I think of New York basketball right now, the culture that they're building is a culture of grittiness and toughness and, 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 and energetic defense. And I think Colin Sexton fits that culture really well. Um, so if I'm the Knicks, I think he's a great option. Like you said, he's averaging 24 points a game. I know you said you think they're kind of empty stats, but I, I was, I'm really impressed with how he's played this year. 24 points a game on 37% from three, pretty good. That's a pretty good percentage. Uh, 47% from the field, not bad at all. I like the Sexton fit, actually, to be honest. I mean, obviously, if you can get Damian Lillard, you get Damian Lillard. I just don't think it's a real possibility for the Knicks. Um, but if I, if I am the Knicks, I would target Colin Sexton for sure. I like that fit. And when you talk about the gritty defense and the toughness, are we both thinking of Josh Hart at the top of the key in the summer league while Colin Sexton, you know, clenches his fists and guards him like a bull? I, I do love – I love that little clip. Right. Yeah. 
of of Sexton, you know, like engaging himself on defense on that play. I love that high school clip of Sexton yeah. at the free throw line next to that guy that was staring at him. Mm-hmm. Stared him right in the eyes, a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, that, that was funny. Uh, next piece of news before we get into the show is Dwayne Wade is concerned about how much Donovan Mitchell wants to stay in Utah, according to Brian Windhorse. If you're the if you're the Jazz, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't think Donovan Mitchell will leave Utah, and I, I'm not even like questioning that. Really, it's not in the back of my mind like he might leave. Uh, he's like he's done really well for them. They were the first seed this year. Yeah, they got knocked out by the Clippers, and I would consider that like, was it the Clippers that knocked them out? Uh, the the Jazz this year. Yeah, who did they play in the playoffs? I believe the, I, I, I believe the Clippers remember. in the semifinals. They played the Grizzlies in the first round. Yeah, they played Grizzlies in the first round. So, oh yes, yeah. So, um, I don't think Donovan Mitchell's gonna leave because he's led them to a lot of success at such a young age, and people respect Donovan Mitchell a lot. He's very similar in terms of stats and efficiency to Devin Booker, and um, I just think Utah needs a different approach. You know, they, they're an insanely good shooting team, but I think they need more star power in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. And Donovan, I'm sure, will progress and give you that, but at this moment, it's not enough. Well, in my opinion, Donovan has already given you that. I mean, look at his playoff stats. Uh, Donovan, uh, uh, yeah, you're right, he did play against, he did play, um, against the Clippers and in the semifinals, by the way. And, yeah, he played um, Memphis in the first round. But his playoff stats are, r- like, ins- he, you know he averaged 32 a game in the playoffs this year. Last year in the bubble, when he went head-to-head with Jamal Murray in that epic <laughs> that epic series against the, uh, against the Nuggets, he averaged 36 a game in the playoffs in, with that, in that Game 7 series. Um, I mean... Donovan steps up when he needs to. I I really like Donovan uh, Mitchell, and it, I really I I think it's funny that Dwayne Wade is a part owner of, um of Utah because of the similarities between Dwayne and and Donovan's game. I think they're so similar. Donovan is our modern day Dwayne Wade. He can shoot the ball better than Dwayne Wade, but that's what I mean modern day because everybody can shoot the ball better now. Just the win- the way that you watch them play, I I like Donovan because I loved I loved D Wade, I l- he he's <laughs> I mean he's he's something else. And what they're doing is very similar throughout their careers. I will say Donovan hasn't had as much success specific specifically because he's probably in the West, but Dwayne Wade in his third year carried a Heat team to the finals. And before you say, you know, prime Shaq, blah, blah, Shaq averaged 14 points a game in that series on a nobody center. Dwayne Wade is the reason that they won that championship. Dwayne went, that's, in my opinion, one of the most underrated finals run ever. Dwayne went went off that series. I don't have the stats in front of me for that series, but he averaged, I think it was uh, um, more than 35 a game that series. I mean, he went off against in against Dallas Dallas in 2006 we're referring to yeah that that was that was I mean Dwayne Dwayne is he's like that he's like that um he's that guy he's that guy um (laughs) um but if I if I am Dwayne and Dwayne Wade and the Jazz and he truly believes that Donovan is is considering leaving Utah at some point I would be really concerned because look 
Donovan leaves the Jazz, and what are you left with? You're left with Rudy Gobert as your best player now. <laughs> Got a lot of hate <laughs> on that video, by the way. Well, you, I mean, you called him the worst player in the NBA. Uh, you were joking, obviously. I think no. <laughs> oh, you Why did you say I was joking? That's were not you true. Not? I thought you were joking. In terms of pure talent? <laughs> he's up there. Uh, no, as a player in the NBA, he's oh, not the worst. Oh, of course he's not the worst. He's a top 300, 400 <laughs> center in the league. Rough. There's there's, there's a little less than 400 players in the league, by the way. But no, no, no. S- in on a serious <laughs> note, he's a top 10 center in the league, but six or seven. Okay, but um, but what I'm saying is, Don Donovan is a guy that you gotta keep around if you're the Jazz, and uh, you gotta do everything you can to keep him around because he's gonna be. I mean, he already is, but he's gonna rise to that superstar level pretty soon. Okay. That was your three pieces of news before we get in the show. Now let's get in to the main topics of the day. All right, Army? You ready? Yes. For the no regard main topics? No regard. Let's get it. Kawhi Leonard. So according to Kevin O'Connor, the Mavericks, the Knicks, and the Heat plan to make a hard push at getting Kawhi Leonard this offseason. Army... What do you think is a realistic possibility for Kawhi, and where would you like to see him? Um, Dallas too small of a market. Even though they're they're a, a decent sized market, they're not in a major city. Um, I would like to see him in Golden State, and I'm just gonna skip there, the others. What about those? I I just yeah. gave you three tents. I don't think Golden State is a realistic possibility. Well, we don't know that until you know it happens nowadays in the NBA. Anything can happen for sure. What were the three teams? The the Mavericks, the Knicks, and the Heat. They all plan on making a hard push to get Kawhi. The Knicks are not in need of somebody like Kawhi, in my opinion. I mean, every team obviously needs somebody like Kawhi. But Kawhi succeeds the most when it's in a him-versus-all situation. So I wouldn't – I mean, he works really well in, you know, organized basketball and, you know, setting plays and everything of that sort. But I, I don't think the Knicks are a viable option. You just don't think he's a good fit there? I don't think. He can't be by far the best. Like, if he wants to win a championship, adding someone like Paul George and going with someone like Paul George was, like, a great decision, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And he saw the, the Clippers succeed by being a grit and grand team prior to that. Yes. However, the Knicks, I That's might change my mind. Are, yeah. I'm going to change my mind. Okay. I think he would be a good fit on the Knicks, just like he was on the Spurs. Talk yourself out of it. Okay. Yeah. So is that where you would like to see him at the in the Knicks? No, I'd like to see him in Golden State. You think that's realistic? I do. Why? Because anything can happen? I mean, it's the NBA. What does it say? Where amazing happens. But the Warriors would love something. Like, Kevin Durant was an amazing fit on the Warriors because of his shooting ability and ability to stretch the floor and handle the ball himself. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is a better fit for the Warriors, in my opinion. Mm. He allows the other players to thrive while giving everything he has. Okay. That's, I mean, I, I get, I, I, I understand. Yeah, I think Kawhi would be a great fit in Golden State, but I just don't know how many assets you have to give up. I mean, I, I just don't know how realistic because he's entering free agency. So I guess, I mean, you'd have to do a sign-in trade to get Kawhi if you're Golden State because I don't think they have the cap room to do it. So you'd have to give up something major if you're Golden State. 
I don't know w- the details of their contracts and all that, but Dallas um, is reported to be a very realistic possibility. Uh, well, first of all, I, in my personal opinion, I believe Kawhi is probably going to stay in Los Angeles. Agreed. Um, and I, I think they would have won it, won it all if Kawhi was healthy. Uh, I mean, I think they would have they would have beat. Um, Phoenix, and then they would have went on to beat whoever came out the East between the Bucks and the Hawks if Kawhi was healthy. Um, so I I do th- I d- I do like the Knicks fit, just because I like as an as a guy that supports the Knicks, um, I I I see it as kind of like what Kawhi did in Toronto. Now I don't think they could win a championship in. Uh, the East against Brooklyn because I think Brooklyn, unless like an injury happens, obviously like it happened to against Golden State versus Toronto when Kawhi was with the Raptors. Um, but assuming everybody's healthy, I don't think the Knicks would have enough even if they got Kawhi. Um, I Dallas is really interesting. Yeah. Because we were talking last episode about how Luka need, needed some kind of help because he's not going to be patient forever in Dallas. You also talked about, though, how you believe Luka Doncic will be the best player in the world in five years. I do. I stand by that. So think about if somebody like of the caliber of a Kawhi Leonard in the 2000s, somebody like Gilbert Arenas or somebody, joined LeBron James in Cleveland. Imagine how much that slowed down his progression, in my opinion. Luca is oh, still building. Slow down Luca's progression. Luca is worse than Kawhi. I'll s- like I'm just being right honest. now. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. With right that. now, right now, Kawhi so is a better so player. you're you're making Luca a second option already in his career. So I I don't see it like that. I see Luca and Kawhi as a one A and a one B. If they were to team up, that's what I would see them as because offensively, either one of them can go and get you a bucket in very in very different ways. Might I add. Um, but, uh, I, I don't see one of them like as the dominant figure over the other. I think they would comp, I think they could, I think they could complement each other very well in Dallas. Um, if that were to happen, you know, I might think they could win a championship in Dallas. They'd have to get some more, um, depth in, in Dallas, but I could, I could see them getting to the finals and potentially winning with a Luka and Kawhi combo. In my opinion, I mean, I don't uh, <laughs> It's hard to say they'd be the best duo in the NBA with LeBron, uh, considering LeBron and AD are just in LA as well. And Harden and KD or Kyrie, I mean, whichever one you want to choose. It's hard to say they'd be the best duo, but they'd be right there with those guys. If it's hard to say for you, I'll say it myself. Luka and Kawhi would be a better duo than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I'm not referring to chemistry, but if you're just adding up the two players' talents. I mean, Luka might be a top-five player in the NBA. Kawhi is a top-five player in the NBA. Anthony Davis was, you know, underwhelming last year, to say. Well, he was injured. Yeah, but he played like he was injured even when he wasn't, you know. Even when he came back healthy... Even at the start of the season, he wasn't what he should have been. LeBron will be 37 next year. You know, 
Yeah. So, a 23, 24-year-old Luca, a prime Kawhi. Yeah, that's scary. You know, I don't think you said you mentioned that Kawhi would hold back Luca's progression. I actually disagree with that. I think he could potentially help Luca in a lot of ways. Um, just especially on the defensive end, Luca has a lot to learn defensively. He's, I mean, uh, I hate to call him a bad defender, but he is a below-average defender right now. Luca is. He's slow, and he just makes some wrong reads at times. I think, um. The Kawhi could really help with that. And, look, eventually, eventually you're going to have to get another star with Luka in Dallas. Otherwise, he will leave. So why why can't Kawhi be that guy? I, I think he'd be a really good fit. But at the end of the day, I do think, I do think um, he'll probably just stay in L.A. and run it back again. Because, like I said earlier, they would have won. They would have won it all. Um if he would have been healthy. Okay, ready to move on or anything else? I think we're ready. Okay. Now um let's let's get it. So, Lakers and Clippers are both interested in cr- in trading for Kemba Walker according to Zach Lowe. Army um who who would Kemba fit better with? The Lakers or the Clippers? And are you hypothetically saying that Kawhi would be on the Clippers? Yes, yes. Assuming the teams are the way that they are now, who would the who would Kemba fit better with? And obviously, you can make adjustments. You're gonna you would have to make adjustments to the team if Kemba, um, if Kemba were to be added to either of the teams. Um, but assuming he was added to the team and those adjustments were way were made, wh- who do you think would be the better fit for Kemba? So, I'm going to say... And who needs him more? Okay, go ahead. I don't think either of them need him. And I don't think he'd be a good fit on either team. But then I'll I'll give you a scenario because you gave me one. If Dennis Schroeder, you know, is on the Shanghai Sharks or wherever he would go (laughs) next year, then I'd say the Lakers. Because Kemba is... He's a worse defender. He's, you know, smaller, less athletic than Dennis probably. But he is a better third option than Dennis Schroeder. I mean, he gave you 20 a game this year, and that was a, you know, worst year for him. He's had 25-point years. So I would say Kemba would fit better on the Lakers because the Clippers do well with their, you know, above-average role-player guards. Somebody like Reggie Jackson, who has whew, who has earned himself My a better God, contract yes, than Dennis Schroeder. Yes, he has. Yeah. Re- I mean, Reggie, we, we knew this, though. Like, Reggie was raw in Detroit. No, I did not know he was this good. I don't think anybody knew that he was this good. He's or that he was capable good. of doing the, what he has done. I mean, it, his season's over now, but... Yeah. I mean, Damn, what a playoff. For sure. Had. And then they have Terrence Mann, Patrick Beverly. Clippers are chilling in terms of guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Lakers. They need him more. You think no. they would be... But you don't think it would be a great ideal fit for him? No, I definitely think there's better fits. Better fits. Here's my thing. Kemba started off the year well, and he had some injury problems. Or no, he he had injury problems throughout this year, and so he didn't have the type of year. He averaged 19 a game this year for sure, but he wasn't the same Kemba that we are accustomed to seeing. He only shot 42% from the field, and in the playoffs, I think I was kind of disappointed with him. This year in the playoffs, how many points do you think he averaged? I'll guess 15. 20. 
15, 12.7 points. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was a little – he was kind of underwhelming this playoffs. Um, And I agree. I don't think he'd be – I wouldn't love to have him if I was either of the teams. And plus, even if you're the Clippers, you'd have to give up one of either Rondo or Patrick Beverly because you're not going to have three point guards on your team. Um. So if I were the Clippers, though, I I would give up Rondo in this situation. Um, but so let's say you replace Rondo with Kemba. I don't see it as a great fit either. I just I like. So I thought Patrick Beverly played really well this playoffs. Rondo, I didn't think Rondo wasn't g- really given a huge amount of opportunity in the playoffs. He didn't play very much, or not as much as I thought he should have. Um, but I'm not the coach. But and Kemba has had health problems. I don't know if I'd want to take that risk with his injuries. I don't know. I I think probably um, I I I I think probably the Lakers would probably benefit more from having him on the team just to get another ball handler um, alongside LeBron, assuming Schroeder Schroeder leaves. Um, just to get another ball handler alongside LeBron. Um, but I, like you said, I don't love the fit on either of them. I don't love, um, I mean, I like Kemba when he's healthy. I don't know how healthy he is or how healthy he will be this season or this upcoming season, I mean. Um, but if I'm the Lakers or the Clippers, I, I honestly wouldn't be pursuing him to be honest. Like you said, I don't think he's a great fit on either of them. So since we're both Lakers fans, let me ask you, what point guard is a good fit for the Lakers? Kyle Lowry is the perfect fit. That's what I was thinking. He's the perfect fit for the Lakers. He brings that grittiness and that toughness that you n- that you need that you need that one guy. Um every single champ every single championship team has that one gritty guy. Kyle Lowry is the perfect fit for the Lakers. He's not gonna he's not gonna ISO and get you um these these buckets like that in that way. But he's a de- he's a pretty good spot up shooter. And his defense is really good. He's a really good defender. He really hustle guy, takes charges, not afraid to put his body on the line. I love I have so much respect for Kyle Lowry. I would love to see him as a Lakers point guard. So when you say Kyle Lowry would be our hustle guy and our grit and grind guy, does Jared Dudley not cut it for you? (laughs) (laughs) I think that Jared Dudley is one of the most underrated players in NBA history. I'd rank him. I'd put him in the Hall of Fame. Would you not? Okay, we're not even going to address that. So, yeah, I don't think think, um, Kemba would be great for either of them. And, no, Jared Dudley should not be in the Hall of Fame. But um, the Lakers did have grit and grind guys this year. They weren't what we wanted, though. I mean, I consider Montrezl Harrell. I, l- I like Montrez. I mean, damn, did Frank Vogel mess that up? I don't want to disrespect Frank, but why did Fra- why did Montrez get do not plays? I don't you know. know. Uh, he should have played. He was the sixth man of the year last year. He was an 18-point-a-game scorer, and mm-hmm. he didn't play a minute. Yeah. I liked the hustle that he brought to that series, even though, even even though they they lost the series, I was I was pleased he didn't play very minute uh, very many minutes, 
but I was pleased the way that he did play when he did. Um, I I I do like Montrez Harrell. Um, and he's a tough guy, and he has, his dunks are insane. Like he just he and he's not that tall of a guy for his position. I think he's what like six eight, but yeah. he's down there with the trees all the time, and just bangs down low and just powers it up for a dunk. I think he's gonna lay it up every time. He just powers up and slams it in every time. I'm, I like Montrez. And he's really not that athletic either. <laughs> just yeah. the way that he dunks is so aggressive yeah. and powerful. Just slams it through the rim. And like, yeah, I, I like Montrez. Um, yeah. Okay. Move on. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, according to Chris Haynes, Giannis. Oh no! Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a different report. Um, but the Bucks and the Hawks. At the time of recording this, like I said, Bucks are up 3-2. Giannis um, and Trey Young both were out for Game 5. Um, so Game 6 is tomorrow night for um, for us. By the time this will be uploaded, it will probably be tonight. Um, Bucks-Hawks up 3-2. What do you think happens this series? It's um, an interesting series. Because both Trey and Giannis are doubtful for Game 6, correct? Trey, so, yeah, so Giannis, I, the odds are very slim for him coming back for a game six. But I was going to say, and like I, I misspoke earlier, but Chris Haynes reports that Giannis would be allowed to play if um, if the Bucks and Hawks went to a game seven. That's what his report is. I don't know how accurate it would be. I don't know how serious his injury is. Um, but for Trey... He is. They say he's hopeful to play in Game Six. Really? So I, d- at the time of recording this, we don't have a lot of information to be honest right. on what on who's going to play between Trey and y- Giannis. So I'm gonna pretend that Trey Young is playing in Game Six. Okay. I think that the Hawks take one more game. Oh, I hate because you say think Trey is gonna play in Game Six. Yeah. This is this is if Trey plays. I think the Hawks take one more game. The Hawks just have so many pieces. If you don't have your superstar player like Giannis, it's hard to, you know, even tolerate guys like Kevin Horder and, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich and Trey Young, so many shooters on the perimeter. And you're losing a lot of length, defensive ability, and, like, slashing with Giannis. So I, t- I think he Bucks. I mean, I'm sorry, Hawks take game six and game seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause you wait, hold on. Do you not think Giannis is gonna play game seven? Even if he does, I've seen Giannis play injured and it is not the same. Giannis is not a guy that we like to see play injured. Because I mean his main ability is obviously his athleticism, length and strength. So it's it's like stupid of him to play. He he provides very little when he's injured playing. So you think let me get this straight, you think no matter what uh, no matter if Giannis comes back or not. The Hawks are winning this series. Hawks, Suns, Finals. You're calling it. I am. And I was I was originally, you know, this year my claim was that the Bucks would be in the finals. But I hate to say it, I think I'm wrong. Wow. Um so look. Giannis, so uh, assuming let's let's throw out this scenario. Assuming neither of them come back, I think Hawks win Game Six and then Bucks win Game Seven. Assuming nobody comes back between Giannis and Trey, 
However, if Trey comes back in game six, they're winning game six. No doubt in my mind. Unless unless Chris Middleton just goes off and Brooke Lopez has another dominant performance. And Bobby Portis, for some reason, has over 20. I, I don't know where Bobby, Bobby Portis came from. <laughs> I haven't heard his name in years, to be honest. I, 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 I don't know about that. Um, Can I just say something? Yeah, go. go I saw a meme that was really funny. It was like, doesn't Bobby Portis look like a basketball player they have in movies? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I laughed out loud to that. Sh- that was hysterical. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> he actually does. What the heck? Um, so, so assuming neither of them play, I, I do have Bucks advancing in seven games. However, if Trey plays, um, let's say Trey plays, comes back in game six. Yeah. Hawks winning game six. And then in game seven, let's say Giannis comes back for that, as Chris Haynes reports. I'm going with his report. <sighs> that will be a hell of a game seven. Because I don't think Giannis will be fully healed by then. He'll be pushing his limits. But he, if he can play, he's going to play. For sure. And I would take the Bucks. In a game seven against the Hawks, assuming Giannis plays. So, you keep saying assuming Giannis plays. Do you expect Giannis on a you know hyper extended knee? That is a terrible injury. Do you expect him to give you a lot in that game seven? <sighs> yeah, I expect him to give it his all. Because we've seen yeah, I I I believe in Giannis. I believe that he's not. He he's not scared of the moment, and he's he is a guy that's gonna put his injury aside. I, if he if he is good enough to play, he's he he will put that pain aside and give it his all, and that's all you can ask for. And I think his all is enough to put them over the Hawks. And I must say, this year, first year in Giannis's career, we've seen Giannis get you buckets without using his speed and strength and blah, 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 because he developed quite the low post game this year. And you I don't, don't know. I don't, I don't, th- I wouldn't agree with that. Well, if you have Clint on him, then yeah, I don't know how that, how well that will turn out. But if they get one of the white guys on him, <laughs> you know, besides Kevin Hoarder, that boy's a dog, but, um, but if like Bogdanovich. Golinari, I was I was really referring to Golinari. Oh, Golinari. Because I really hate Golinari. But <laughs> um, then I think he's a bucket down low, even with his injury. But that's the thing about the NBA right now, because it's never actually a one-on-one in the post. Which is great, in my opinion, because Giannis developed more so playmaking than any other attribute this he year. Ha- I agree. He has become a better passer this year, especially. Um, but no, like like I was saying, the NBA is never a one on one in the post because now it nowadays you you didn't used to be able to do this, but now you can have a guy waiting in the paint for three seconds and then you're out, obviously. But you have a guy on the block waiting for Giannis. Let's say he's on the wing to make a move out of the post, and you have a, you already have a guy there. It's never a one-on-one. Once you beat your guy, there's two other guys ready to collapse on Giannis. Um, but I, I do think 
I well, I don't love Giannis's post game to be honest. I've never loved Giannis because he doesn't have a fadeaway. He okay? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. His fadeaway is inconsistent. I would say. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but that right shoulder fadeaway, it's been working well for him. It's improving, for sure. But is it reliable? I wouldn't say. No, not as your main source of offense, no. Definitely not. His post game is back you down until he's close enough to get a layup. And he finger rolls it over. He, he loves that finger roll. Giannis loves that finger roll. Um, But, I mean, the Hawks have guys, too. John Collins. Bogdanovich had had 28 in that in the loss in game five. He had 28. The scariest part for the Hawks is that any of, out of these guys, out of Bogdanovich, Lou Will, Capella, John Collins, Kevin Horder, okay, yeah, I guess about five guys, but out of those guys, any of them can give you a 30-point night. Besides Clint, probably. Probably not. But Capella. Clint will give you, you know, 20-20. Golinari. I know you hate him, but he can get you buckets. If he's hot, I, if I he's hate hot. to say it, but... He's one of the streaky, like, one of those guys that hits a three, and then he hits Cause another. Because <laughs> the thing about Colinari is that he doesn't really have any moves. Like, he's not, he's not going to put the ball on the floor and, like, cross uh, do a crossover or anything. He's going to either catch it and, like, post you up. Maybe, like, do a jab step and, like, shoot it over you. But it's either, like, a slash to the rim, which doesn't really happen that often because he's not that fast. Or he's going to just, like, pull the jumper. You know, it's not really, like... <laughs> He doesn't really have that many moves in his bag. And some of the jumpers he shoots are extremely contested. Yeah, but I he agree. is huge. He's like 6'11", and this year probably four or 500 <laughs> pounds. So I don't know. It, it, I guess it's easy to get shots at <laughs> both of people. He's 400 pounds. <laughs> he, he probably weighs 260. He does look a little heavy, but he's definitely not 260. Um, so, yeah, I have Bucks advancing, to be honest. But if Trey plays and Giannis doesn't, yeah, I have I have Hawks. There's a lot of ifs in this in this topic in this scenario, be just because of the injuries, which is makes it kind of hard to fall, makes it kind of hard to discuss. Um, but here's what I, like I said, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Trey will be back for Game Six. I th- and then he'll play Game Seven, obviously if he plays Game Six. And then I think Giannis will come back for Game Seven, and the Bucks will win Game Seven. That that's what I believe will happen. I think Chris Middleton has to step up. He played de- he played pretty well in Game Five. He has to do it again, even better, if they want in a Game Seven, which I because I believe that it's going to go to a Game Seven. I said this a couple years ago, and I was called crazy, but Chris Middleton's a top ten offensive talent in the world. He can score at all three levels, with beauty like he is insane if he was if he was consistent enough i would say yes because i do like his game and i agree that he can score at all three levels i just think his problem is consistency right now yeah i agree um yeah but uh, yeah i think i have i have blocks you have hawks going to the finals Yes, we're going to see maybe a passing of the torch or a, you know, reigning of the throne with Chris Paul versus Trey Young. Hmm. So what, you want to do a trivia? Let's run it. Okay, so how about this? First person to get, so we'll like, yeah, pull it up on your phone. Pull it up I on your phone. percent Okay, well, my phone's recording. So, right, okay, okay, I guess maybe we I won't do we trivia. Work, uh, work while we can. Okay, we'll work on that 1%. Once it dies, we're done with the trivia. Uh, so what, you want to, like, switch off? Yeah, let's do that. 
we'll get we'll each get five questions how about no three three questions whoever gets the most out of those three ones yeah sure and you can scroll randomly throughout this trivia list okay so yeah that's what we're gonna do we just looked up a, a it says a very difficult trivia uh nba trivia hard nba trivia it's titled so army you'll get three questions and whoever um whichever one I mean, speed it up, Bozo. Okay, we yeah, don't have okay, much battery. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Which country is Rick's f- was Rick's Rick Fox born in? Hmm, that's a good question. South Africa. Wrong. Next question. What? Okay. How, oh, what the is the, the answer? Rec- the correct answer is Canada. The correct answer. Is that Canada. was such a stupid question. Okay, well, it's 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 correct. Okay. Listen to the wording of this question. Okay. Who was the all-time NBA leader in assists at the end of the 2001 season? Still John Stockton. Yes. That was good. That was good. Thought I would trick you. Um, okay. Why? Uh, maybe it was maybe people think Jason Kidd, but No, it, it was John Stockton. Yeah. But I'm saying maybe people think It would I mean, yeah, I just just Stockton retired before I won anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um Let's look. Take your time. NBA players Boris Diaw, Nicholas Batum, and Dominic Wilkin- Wilkins were all born in which country? France. How do you know that? Because Nicholas Batum's dad played pro basketball in France. Mm, okay. All right. Now, so you got 2 out of 3. I have to get all 3 to win. I'm going to mess you if up. If not, we end in a tie. No, this is too hard. What rookie played an instrumental role in the Houston Rockets title run in 1994 with Hakeem Olajuwon? He was a rookie? Yes. Kenny Smith? No. Sam Cassell. Oh, I didn't know. As we like to call him, the alien. (laughs) The alien. He does kind of look like an alien. With all due respect, Sam Cassell. Yeah, hell of an NBA player. Which Argentinian NBA star led his country to a gold medal in 2004. Okay, let me let me state that this question's a little messed up because he was never an NBA star. Do oh, you, do you want a hint? Yeah, I'll take a hint. He played for the Rockets with Yao and Tracy. He played for the Rockets recently, too, a few years ago. Luis Scola. Yeah, Luis Scola. Oh, let's go, let's go. Are you one for two? One for two. I got I to gotta get this one to tie. Okay, let's see. Which NBA player was nicknamed Chocolate Thunder? Daryl Dawkins. Yes. Daryl Dawkins. Two All for right. three. We end in a tie. And that is a great way to end this episode. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Let us know if you liked that trivia. We just wanted to try something new, see if you guys liked it. Um, let us know if you liked it. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff if you enjoyed the video. Any suggestions, any questions, leave them down below in the comment section. Uh, for more information about the podcast, go to noregardmedia.godaddysites.com. Let uh, me repeat that for you. <laughs> noregardmedia.godaddysites.com. He loves the GoDaddy part. Um, that is our, our website if you want any more information. First, our social media. Find us anywhere at No Regard Media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, yeah, all of that stuff. Twitter. Um, we are not on LinkedIn, nor are we <laughs> on MySpace. <laughs> we are not. We are not on those. 
Um, but anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are No Regard, the number one basketball podcast in the world. Because why not? No, sorry. Because what? what's our... I really forgot. Fuck. I but <laughs> I just like to mention we're also not on Postmates if you need that. What? Okay. We are No Regard Media. Um, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Peace. <laughs>